All right, we're rolling. It is September 22nd, 2022. On the prayer list, uh, fellow Heath McDonald, I think he's from up in Ohio, needs continued healing. And I believe that the Lord will do it. Uh, Gary, our friend, for healing. Marco's salvation for his son. Landon Patterson, a little boy that uh, hopes home from the hospital now. A uh, fellow I know, I've not met him personally, but from Facebook, uh, you kind of form a bond with the different families, you know. And his little toddler had a bout of, I don't even know what. Of course, the hospital called it COVID because everything is COVID because that's money. When they do a COVID thing, they get money. They get $13,000 right off the bat if they treat anybody that tests positive for COVID. And uh, so they probably just keep ramming them things up your nose until they get one that tells them what they want to hear. But the child is doing much better. And I pray it continues to get better. Bassy and Linda and John and Ruby, Marta and Charles and the young man Subrin. The situation in his family and custody battle and just Satan is not giving up. But one day he will because the one who even made him will put him in his eternal place which is actually the lake of fire. Death and hell are thrown into the lake of fire according to the Bible. Satan never goes to hell. He never sets foot in the place. And a lot of people that have these cartoon like ideas of you know, Satan is in hell, and he's the master over it all, and if you live to please him, then he'll give you good accommodations when you get to hell, and you'll get to see all your friends and party all the time. Uh, see, that's another lie from the devil. Um, God is in charge in hell. In fact, the Psalms say, David said, if I make my bed in hell, he's talking to the Lord, if I make my bed in hell, there you are. There's no place in all the universe that God does not occupy. But Satan is a finite being. He can't be uh, omnipresent. Uh, he never makes it to hell. He goes, he, right now he's wandering around in the earth and walking to and fro and up and down in it, according to the Bible. He's roaming around like a lion seeking who he can destroy. That's what Satan's doing. He's not bound up right now. Bob's children for salvation. I did uh, Mike get to uh, where was he going? Italy? <laughs> and been in touch since he got there? No. He's there safely? I haven't uh, heard anything one way or another. I'm sure. Sure. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. Well, yeah, you would have been He's told. He's folk over there. Gotcha. Other unsafe family members and praying for the really the water situation on the West Coast. Pray for our nation to return to God. For Eric and Rex, for Ted, Reverend Davis and family, unsafe family members, America, President Trump and family. They're really wanting to try to pin something on Donald Trump. And they're terrified that the conservatives will take <coughs> charge in the House and the Senate and that the conservatives uh, Congress would elect Trump as Speaker of the House. And that would happen early this coming year uh, if they take the House. Now, there's going to be a lot of cheating going on, just like they did on the last election. Uh, you know, now it's been proven, but it's so far past the fact, and nothing will be done about it. But they fear that, and that's why they're trying to stop him from being, they're trying to <laughs> disqualify him from holding any kind of public office. And so they're making up stuff. Only God knows what they're going to claim that they found in the boxes that they took from his home. That was just an unheard of move. It was just, just pure wickedness. But uh, God is in control. Ray and Judy, for their needs, salvation, really for anyone who would come. The truth to come out about this political mess. <laughs> the politics is always a mess. And uh, you have another request there, Ray, but 
That's, that belongs at the fine print at the bottom of a lawyer's contract or something. Oh, well. Something about friends. Your neighbor and your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Our police officers, fire, EMS workers. We take them for granted. Yeah, I got lucky and didn't have to get that ticket the other day, but I would have deserved it if I had gotten it. I wouldn't have deny that. But these are the folks who answer the calls. When all hell's breaking loose in your part of the world, you want the police. You want them. I'll take that guy. Maybe he's a real jerk going around writing all kinds of tickets that he probably didn't even need to. Maybe he's not a good guy. I'll still take him. If, you know, I'm in a situation and I need a cop, I'll take any of them. <clears throat> Keep them in prayer. Blessings and wisdom for the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in this gospel. Jesse Kegley's family. You know she passed away, right? Jesse Kegley. She taught us typing in school. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know she passed away. Yes. Yeah, I saw her at on Facebook. Hmm. And then Kermit Gussler's family. So, some folks that are hurting. Well, let's uh, see if we can reach each other. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time that we could come together, that we could pray, that we could find comfort in the fellowship of believers, that we could find comfort in your word, and that you would teach us from your word. Guide us and help us and give us wisdom. We lift all these prayer concerns up that you've heard read here. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, turn to John chapter 10. A lot of people look at this thing on Facebook. It's one of the more benign things mm -hmm. I post on Facebook. I'll have to post this on my alter, alternate account, though. How many accounts do you have? Four. <laughs> How many does Forrest have? Uh, about that many. He might have. I think he has more. <laughs> yeah. Can't have too many Facebook accounts. One pulls off and you use the other. <sighs> well, you get shut down with one. You know, they went back. To, uh, July of 2020 and found something that I posted it was Hitler and Neville Chamberlain and I didn't, it was just a picture of them and I guess they saw the swastika on Hitler's arm and decided I was posting neo-Nazi <laughs> crap or something which I obviously wasn't but um, it just this so called artificial intelligence you know, trolling social media, uh, talking to you from the Alexa machine and the Google bot thing. And, um, it's not really what you think. Um, uh, demons who have been cast out of people look for a place to dwell. Jesus said they'll go into the arid places, moving through the air, trying to find somewhere to be. And they up coming back to the person they were cast out of and finding the place unoccupied, they bring seven more with them. But now these devils, these demons, are called devils in the King James, they're demons. They're the spirits, they're the souls actually, of those hybrids from Genesis chapter 6, the Nephilim. They, they were half human, half fallen angels. And Genesis 6 says that. Let me just let Genesis 6 speak for itself. I am coming back to John chapter 10. But, um, you will find people that have been sitting in church for eons. And they're sitting there listening to old Reverend so-and-so. And he won't touch this passage right here with a 10-foot pole. Genesis 6, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, daughters were born unto the men, 
that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, they were beautiful, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. The Hebrew word interpreted in the KJV as giants is Nephilim. What were these things? Well, it tells you. There were giants, or Nephilim, in the earth in those days, and also after that. Never miss that. And also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. These are half fallen angel, half human. The Bible speaks of it right there. All right. Anybody heard of Greek mythology? It's not myth. These, these characters existed. This Zeus, this Apollo, Hercules, Atlas, they existed. They were these people. Right here. You can't even really call them people. They built the pyramids. And we couldn't do that today if we tried. They sit around these eggheads trying to figure out how the ancient Egyptians did all this. Well, they, they weren't. The ones that did that were not human. You don't build with 90 ton blocks that you've moved 200 and some miles down the Nile River. You don't build with that. If you're a human with a certain amount of strength, you build with blocks that you can handle. We build with cinder blocks, we build with bricks, because you can handle those things. So that bunch that were hybrids when the earth flooded, they died. They were killed in the flood. And they then had souls that existed. Now this is in the book of Enoch. Uh, I get it, that's not in the Bible. But the book of Enoch is quoted in the book of Jude, which is in the Bible. And the book of Enoch was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls. And Enoch says that these demons are the souls of these giants, these Nephilim. Well, if they can get a hold of a so-called artificial intelligence robot or your so-called Alexa from Amazon, and you say, Alexa, this or that. I don't think. Go on YouTube and type in creepy artificial intelligence and the stuff that some of these things will say is not coming from a computer. It's coming from an entity that thinks and that plans and that is full of evil. But in Christ, we have no fear. <coughs> If we're in the hands of the Almighty God, well, you need Turbo. He had a rough night last night. He had some fleas on his paws, mm -hmm. and so he got a dawn bath right before bed, and then he's used to sleeping in our bed, but he wasn't allowed because he's wet. So he had to sleep in here in the sunroom with Chucky Butters the cat. Poor Turbo. Yeah, all night. So. Poor Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> I got him some tablets ordered. Be here Saturday, you just give them one a month. And we get uh, one from a vet that lasts up to six there months. Three months, but they or maybe just six. I think it's up to six months, is what ours lasts. But we only get them once a year, like back when, like when fleas start oh, yeah. getting bad. But they do help. Oh, but they're yeah. $60. They're very expensive. Oh, they're very expensive. Too. Yeah, yeah. even the cash. Did you read that? I sent you about the. Helicopter flying over, dropping out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, poisoning people. Well, let's uh, 
Look at John chapter 10, Gospel of John chapter 10. Christ is speaking, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. You come into the congregation of believers. You come into the congregation of, of true believers, those who are saved. And if you got in there any way other than going through the gate, through the door, which is Jesus Christ, you're not even supposed to be there. But how do you know? Let's keep your place there and uh, go to Romans 10. How do you know? I mean, uh, uh, Satan's real good at making you doubt your salvation. He likes to make you doubt whether you're saved or not. And uh, he doesn't like this passage. He doesn't like any of the Bible, but he really doesn't like this. And it's Romans chapter 10. In Romans 10... Verse 8, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith, which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation for the scripture saith whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed back to John 10 how do you know if you're saved do you confess Jesus Christ you say, I honor Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is the visible image of the living God, this says. He's the body of the Godhead. He has the the, uh, the human form of the Godhead, but we are the ones made in His image. So even calling it a human form may not be the right language. We're made in His image. But you confess that, yes, Jesus Christ is. I confess that He is. And I believe that God raised him from the dead. How long has this New Testament been in the hands of humanity? Coming upon 2,000 years. And through the ages, atheists and so-called gurus of other religions have impugned this word, mocked this word, but it survives. It just never goes away. Thy word is settled forever in heaven, we find in one of the Psalms. The word settled forever in heaven. And we have it. And it has told for nearly 2,000 years about Jesus Christ. He was prophesied throughout the Old Testament. Look at uh, Isaiah 53. And there's many other places where he was prophesied. Isaiah 53. It says, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness. This means he's not particularly necessarily handsome that you would be noticing him. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. 
Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The prophecies fulfilled when Christ came many years later, about 600 years after this was written, he came. And he was smitten. And the Jews did assume that the punishment that was put on him, God had uh, wanted to punish him for lying, maybe. And it was God's will that he be crucified. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And he got many stripes. And we, like sheep, have gone astray. And we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, doesn't say anything, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. Isaiah is writing, Isaiah is Jewish, and it was for the transgression of the Jewish people that Christ was stricken. Verse 9, And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his land. The seed, what Christ planted, us, believers in Christ, the generations of believers. Verse 11, he shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. I wonder how Jewish people who deny Christ as their Messiah, I wonder how they read that and just still don't get it. I think it was uh, Ray Comfort. He would read passages from Isaiah chapter 53 here to, uh, to practicing Jewish people, Orthodox Jews. And he would read that passage, and he would say, who do you think's being spoken of here? And see, you get most of them never even read the Bible. And their rabbis are certainly not going to read that part. But he said, who's being spoken of to you? It sounds like Jesus Christ. Get down, Bobbert. He <laughs> says <laughs> he caught up that yeah. So they would say, that sounds like Jesus. And Ray Comfort would say, yep. You're right. That is who that is. But look where it comes from. Isaiah chapter 53. So when we're saved, we're saved because we believe that Jesus Christ is God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all three members of the Godhead. We are three also. We have a body and a soul and a spirit. Our spirit's dead until we're made alive again in Christ. That's what he meant when he said, you must be born again. And people were confused by that. I guess it was Nicodemus that said, what about to go back into my mother's womb and come out again? No. Your spirit must be made alive by God's Holy Spirit that unites you with the Godhead. 
you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe He died and conquered death, rose again, you're saved. You let out a couple of curse words because you're angry about something, you're still saved. You look at something on TV or computer that you shouldn't look at and you know you shouldn't look at, you're still saved. You're running from the cops, hide behind your house, you're still saved. You don't lose your salvation. That's a lie out of the pit of hell. What parent would cast off their own child? What parent would do that? You wouldn't. Even if they... Well, yeah. Well, once you've had that child, you've had your hands on that child, laid your eyes on that child, and your heart just fills with love for your children, you're not going to cast them off. Oh, the Amish. The Amish shunning their children. <clears throat> Some will. <coughs> if they leave that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, some will. I talked to a fellow that were friends with the family that, uh, you know, they were ex-Amish. They were Amish and they left that lifestyle. And um, I asked him, do you ever get to see your grandparents? And he said, yeah, we do, once or twice a year. And I think one of the sets of grandparents was less open than the other because they're still Amish. The reason they left that Amish lifestyle was the, the father in the family was reading the Bible and he got saved. He knew that up until that point, he wasn't saved until that point. You just read the word. It will not return void. He went to the Amish uh, bishop and said, I want to be baptized again. Because I hadn't been saved up until yesterday. The guy wouldn't do it. He said, you got sprinkled as a baby. The Amish sprinkle the baby. They don't really even do immersion baptism. They kind of like Catholics. And, uh, and not only would he not do it, he gave him a tongue lashing. He said, you don't talk about this to anybody. This is not something from God. This is something else. But he knew that in his heart, he had been born again. His spirit had been made alive in Christ. And he couldn't turn from it. And he couldn't not tell people. So he took his wife and children and they left that lifestyle. They still live down there near them at White Gate. Uh, some of them are friendly. Some of them are very much not. And at the store, the forty-two dollar yeah. store, mm -hmm. one of the ladies there, I offered her a gospel track. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! I've got plenty. Yeah. Walked right on off. I think most of them are not saved because they really don't know this word because they believe that you're not to be reading the Bible on your own. And you go to their assemblies and uh, the bishop reads a German translation. So most of them don't even know what's being said. But once you're in Christ, let's see how he, how he describes this. In John chapter 10, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Jesus Christ led John Miller, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me giving his name, he led him out of that congregation of false teaching he led him out he heard his voice verse 4 and when he putteth forth his own sheep 
he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them, Again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I laid down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. The hireling, so many of these so-called ministers in just about any old church you want to go to, they're there for the money. Some of these churches are paying six-figure salaries to some of these guys. They're there for the money. They were hired. They're hirelings. You listen to Jesus through his word. Now, there are some good pastors that you can listen to. But for every good one out there, there's a hundred that you need to stay away from. And they're the ones that are going to teach you that if you have a spoon of cough syrup, you're going to hell unless you repent. Or they're going to teach you that uh, you did this and did that and thought this way and thought that way and you transgressed and you're going to hell. You've lost your salvation. They teach that. That is a teaching not from God. That's a teaching from Satan. He wants you to be worried. He doesn't want you to feel secure. But the word is clear. Do you believe in him? You believe him? You believe he died and rose again, right? You're saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. But... The hirelings want to make it complicated. Some of them teaching, if you, if you miss more than so much church, you're not even saved. They'll teach, if you were really saved, you would never miss a day of church. The church is the body of believers, not some brick and mortar assembly that is some denomination or another, which... Right off the bat in 1 Corinthians, Paul's saying, why do you have all these divisions, these denominations, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Church of Christ? What the heck? What is all this? Church of God. And then there's two different churches of God. Anderson, Indiana, and Cleveland, Tennessee. 
that's not the way it works when you know the Word of God and you really know it. After you've been in any sort of a vocation for enough time, you've been a farmer all your life. You know how farming works. A welder knows how welding works. We know. Military guys know how the military works. When somebody comes in and starts telling you something that you know isn't true, you catch it just like that. You don't fall for it because you know your business. Right? When you know this word, you know what it says and you know what it does not say. And you don't let a hireling mislead you. Let's read on, pick it in verse 19. It says, There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, See, that's what was said to uh, John Miller by the Amish bishop. You're listening to a devil or something. Don't listen to him. There's the Jewish people. Some of them were listening to Christ. And the others say, Don't listen to him. Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? They have seen him heal people by this point in time, right? And just in the previous chapter here, healed a, 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 a young man who'd been born blind, never had seen. Verse 22, And it was at Jerusalem the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. This would be what is now called Hanukkah. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews around about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. In other words, if you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. See, they've been looking for a Messiah, right? All through the Old Testament. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. You're in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the God the Father's hand is around that hand. How are you going to get out and lose your salvation? You don't. Jesus talked about if a man had a hundred sheep and one went astray he would uh, put the 99 in safe pasture and go out after that one that went astray remember this and he would find that sheep and celebrate when he brought that sheep back into the fold I can tell you you don't want to be that sheep because I'm sure it's never a pleasant thing when you have lived in a way or done things that are going to, is going to cause the Lord to have to put his faithful ones in safe pasture and go out looking for you. And I asked the guy, I love him to death, wonderful brother in Christ, but he's been, he's been raised up to believe you can lose your salvation at the drop of a hat. One errant four-letter word and you don't repent. Slide right back into hell like this is some kind of a cosmic or theological game of shoots and ladders. You can't win that. We do sin. The Bible tells us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone sins. If you're human, you sin. We're born into that way of doing things. That's why we needed a Savior. That's why. So I told him, I said, if you uh, stray, like you'd be that one that leaves, is Jesus going to come after you? So we just read a passage about him just coming after that one. 
He said, yeah. I said, is Jesus a good shepherd or a bad shepherd? He tells us here in John 10, he's a good shepherd. I said, would, would a good shepherd succeed in putting the crook of that shepherd's hook around the neck of that little brat and dragging it back into the fold? He will succeed. Yes, he will succeed. So you don't let the enemy tell you that you might not be saved. If you believe on Jesus Christ, you believe that he is, and you believe that he died and rose again, the scripture's clear. You're saved. And you don't get unsaved. You don't get unborn again. It's not how it works. Once you're his, you're his. Once you're born to your earthly father, whoever that man is, you can't any longer not be his child. you always be his child. Nothing you can do or say that will keep you from being his child. So when you're born again into the family of God through Christ, you will always, always, always and forever be his child. Now if your child acts up, you might have to punish them a little bit. Cross the knees, spank their butt. Are you doing it because you hate them? No, you're doing it because you love them, right? And the Bible talks about discipline. And a father who doesn't discipline his child hates his child. So God will discipline you in various ways. But you can, you can kind of uh, catch it right before it happens. Put yourself back on the right track. Let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, 11. You don't have to wait till the hand of God comes down against you to get yourself right. First Corinthians eleven. Verse thirty one. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Isn't that nice? If we would just judge ourselves, he's not going to come to judge us. We just judge ourselves. So Lord I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why I looked at that. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, if you don't judge yourself, you will be judged from God by God. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. That we should not be condemned with the world. God will chasten you so that you won't be condemned with the world. How do you get losing your salvation out of any of this? You don't. It's a false teaching. And it, it has tormented so many believers. I mean to the, to the bone that has tormented them. I have known them. Verse 31, John chapter 10. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. We live in a day and age where you tell the truth about something, that's what you got. It might not be literal stones, but they're going to throw, they're going to cast aspersion on you on social media or other places. You tell the truth about something. You say that a man cannot be pregnant and then here they come out of the woodwork. You're judging. Oh, really? Facts. Yeah, they don't like facts. They, they like their delusions. It's insane. We have gotten to the point of Sodom and Gomorrah, I really fear. So they picked up stones to stone him. Verse 32, Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you 
from my father, for which of those works do you stone me? He wants to know, of all I've shown you, which one of the works is it that you're going to stone me for? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? That's in the uh, Psalms. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say you of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in him. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand, and went away beyond Jordan into the place where John at the first baptized, and there he abode. And many resorted unto him, and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true. And many believed on him there. You're exposed to the God who made you. You do want to believe. You need to hear the word though. I mean, he has seen to it that we have a beautiful translation of his word that we can understand. And if you run across it a little bit that you don't understand, look it up in a more modern translation. Do a little study. We always default to the King James because it's been with us over 400 years. And, um, you know, I know that God has sanctified that translation for the purpose of spreading the gospel. They say about 95% of the missionaries in the world are speaking English. So sure, it is the most prolific translation in English. Don't let the enemy cause you to think that you could be lost after having been found. The worst thing that's going to happen to you now, the worst thing that could happen to you now as a child of God is that the Lord puts you across his mighty knee for something you've been doing or something like that you had not repented. And he will discipline you. Why? Because he does not want you to be condemned with the world. That's why. We read that scripture. That's how we ought to live. In full confidence that even though we, we mess up, we're still his child. Look what Peter did. Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. Peter got scared. Sure enough, he denied him three times. And as soon as he did it the third time, said, I don't know this man. I wasn't with them people. The, the rooster crowed. Was Peter saved? Yes, he was still saved. Did, uh, did the Lord go out and find him and bring him back? Of course he did. And he forgave him. See, the Bible says he knows that we're just dust. We were made from dust. He knows our struggle and our humanity. He knows we struggle with various sorts of temptations. He knows this. Do you think you're sitting there looking at something on the phone or in a book that uh, he's not looking over your shoulder? And he sees that. And you have to say, Lord, what I want is not right in your sight let me do instead what you want let me cast my eyes on the things that you want me to see and not on the things that Satan is tempting me with and he will honor that and he will forgive you 
make an effort. You're going to be continually over that knee. <laughs> if you don't, you must make an effort. Anybody have anything to add tonight? Yeah, um, James, uh, the fifth chapter, the first several verses down to 13, I believe, is our assurance. Huge assurance. Let's go there. James 5 Go to now you rich men weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth eaten your gold and silver is hankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you um, gold and silver the, the term rust is, is going to be in, in that, that Greek word corrosion um tarnish you have heaped up treasure together for the last days behold verse 4 the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields which is of you kept back by fraud crieth and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath you have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton you have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the names, in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering affection. I'm sorry, suffering affliction and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, and the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. There that John five. Well, this is good. It's all it's all good. First John five, chapter five. Just one in the meantime here in Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. We're sealed. You are sealed. And that same Greek word that's sealed right there is the word that's used when Satan is put in the pit and sealed. In Revelation, sealed. That seems permanent, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're going to break that? I mean, I hear these people say, well, you can pluck yourself out of his hand, and you can break that seal. Interesting. If you want to, you never was there. There you go. You, you would never really want to. Um, 1 John 5, you said, right? Yeah, I, I, I said James, and that's John. And it's all good. It's all Bible. 1 John 5, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and every one that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous, they're not hard to keep. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God, that's the one that overcomes, the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, the Word there, Jesus Christ. He is the Word, right? We, uh, we're secure. We have no reason to doubt. Just know what the Holy Spirit says, taps you on the shoulder and says, wait a minute now. This isn't, this isn't for you. 
This is something that uh, the enemy has set in front of you, and you need to turn what turn away from it, turn your head from it. That other scripture that says not all that say Lord, Lord, you know, that's something I think needs to be talked about once in a while too. That's Matthew seven, um, twenty one, twenty twenty one, right through there. Um, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will come, or many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. See, the, the, the name of Jesus is powerful. And unbelievers can cast out demons just by that name. Because they have to obey. And a lot of people get the idea, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm in the catbird seat now. You know, um, I got demons running from me, you know. I can do these works. You know, when uh, Jesus sent out, the, he sent out two sets of people uh, on the road to declare his name and his uh, messiahship. First uh, was the apostles, 70, came later, but uh, Judas was in that group. Yeah. And he probably Try. cast out demons, mm -hmm. raised the dead, healed yes. the blind. He was right there with the mom. Because it's not the power of the person, it's the power of God. And uh, I'm sure there will be people that thought they had an end, and they didn't. And they made it too complicated, I think. You know, didn't I never miss church? Don't I have a whole poster board full of gold stars because I never missed a day of Sunday school? You know, that's, uh, that's not how you get saved. That first verse, first passage you read in John um, 10. Yeah. Uh, the dividing line is, you know, if you believe in your heart that God has raised him up. Just about everybody believes that Jesus Christ existed. Yeah. But do you believe that he was raised from the dead? And that's the parting line because you hear liberals say, well, I believe in Jesus, and you know, I believe in the Bible, but I don't think he was raised from the dead. Well, they're dead in their sin. You would say to hell if you don't. Because dead in their sin. And that's a shame, but that's just how it is. It's just to those who are perishing, the gospel is veiled. They can't see it. You know, I mean, sometimes I talk to people and it's like, you can lay out the, the basic understanding about what it is, and they just can't hear it. And Jesus said the reason they can't hear it is because they don't want to hear it. And they're not his. They don't belong to him, he says. Um, don't people understand how serious death is? I mean, you're going to spend eternity in one or two places. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like uh, what Daniel said, uh, People have the idea when you go to hell, it's just a big rock and roll scene and a bar scene and everybody's just yucking it up and having fun. It ain't that way. If you look in Isaiah, uh, the 14th chapter, it says that we're compressed by worms and they're going to look at the devil and say, you're just like we are. You're down in the dirt as a worm as we were. Who are you that destroyed the nations? You know? yeah. You're nobody. Yeah. I heard on... Uh recently on TV in the Engineering Marvels, I was watching that, and they were asking what the deepest hole has ever poured into the earth might have been. And the Russians did that. Yeah, they went down 80,000 feet. Heard their vo her voices. They were screaming. They heard those guys yeah. quit the job. They just ran away from that. Interesting. That's down in the sides of the pit is what that is. All right, well, let's uh, I'll fight one another. It'll be interesting. Ray, I'll have you close this tonight. Dearly Father, we thank you that we can be together as a group to hear your word. Dear God, I pray that you bless each and every one of us here. 
purposefully great disciples for you, dear God, as we go out through the world. Have mercy upon each and every one of us. We thank you, dear God, for all your love and your kindness and your dear mercy. Help each and every one here. Thank you, dear God. We ask you to all be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you.